an endurance athlete is someone who can run for like 50 miles and keep going despite the fact that like blood is oozing out of their shoes. They're really a breed unto themselves. But that's just the sort of relentlessness you need to survive this ordeal that Tommy Rivers Pusey is going through right now. This is Two Lives, stories of survivors and how close calls rattle us so much so that they change us and in this case, ultimately transform a whole community. It comes from this quote by Confucius. He said, we are all given two lives. The second one begins the moment we realize we only have one. From KJZZ Original Productions, I'm Laurel Morales. If you've come across Tommy Rivers Pusey on the trails around Flagstaff, you might have done a double take. He looks like a pirate. If that pirate did sit-ups every day. He's got a nose ring, tattoos, a long curly beard, and unbelievable abs. He's 36, an elite marathoner and ultra runner, and he wants to compete in the next Olympics. He actually ran the qualifying time twice. He came in under 219, but it wasn't within the official time frame. He's just had a string of really bad luck. Last year at the Houston Marathon, he experienced one of a series of setbacks. He stepped in a pothole wall, like trying to turn around and rally other guys to make sure that they all hit the qualifying mark. That's Jake, Tommy's big brother. Both of them are endurance athletes and coaches. But you ask any other guy in that in that group, and he was like Braveheart. But when Tommy stepped in that pothole, he tore his meniscus. Not long after that, Tommy was driving home when he saw a couple fighting alongside the road. He stopped because the man was hitting her. Tommy thought he could de-escalate the situation, but wound up getting beaten up himself. He took five major hits to his head, fell back and smacked his head on the asphalt, but managed to deliver a powerful enough punch that he knocked the guy out. Tommy's a physical therapist, so he's treated people with post-concussion syndrome before, but never realized how dark it can get. The amnesia, the nightmares, the depression. So his knees torn up, he's dealing with post-concussion syndrome. Then came the incident at the Grand Canyon a couple months ago. He wanted to see if his body was ready to train again. He ran what's called a rim-to-rim-to-rim. You're at the South Rim, you run down to the Colorado River, up to the North Rim, back down to the river, then back out again. It's 42 miles. And, you know, it's an inverted mountain, right? So a lot of people get themselves to the bottom and realize, oh, I now have to climb back out of this canyon. That's actually what happened in this case. Tommy came across a woman at the bottom of the canyon suffering from heat stroke. She and her friends just were not prepared for desert heat. So get this. Tommy gives her his pack of food and water. So that was at the bottom of the canyon, and it was really hot. And so he still had 12 miles out (laughs) without water or food. So a couple days went by, and Tommy attempted the same thing, rim to rim to rim. But this time, Tommy was the one who crashed. His brother Jake said by the time he got out of the canyon, he was peeing and coughing up blood. But Tommy thought he was just dehydrated. He felt like he could probably manage it from home. And then it it became more pulmonary. And so he started treating what he thought was either pneumonia or 
potentially COVID. Now keep in mind, this is a physical therapist. He thought he knew his body better than anybody else. He took a drive through COVID test. It came back negative. But just to be safe, he self-isolated in the basement, away from his wife, Steph, and their three young girls. Tommy still thought he could handle it at this point, but it quickly became something he could not deal with on his own. Most nights, he would cough up blood, then aspirate the blood, and lose consciousness. Jake, who lives in Alberta, Canada, checked in with Tommy by phone. He was scared and sad and frustrated, but also still just optimistic. It's just pneumonia, I'll be okay. Or even if it's COVID, it'll just take a couple weeks and be back at it. And then Steph found him unresponsive in a pool of blood. Steph finally forced Tommy to go to the hospital. Tommy fought her, but says if she hadn't been so persistent, he may not have survived the night. This is honestly the scariest thing that I've, that I've ever experienced. That's Tommy, or Tommy Rives, as he's known on social media. He made these videos and posted them on Instagram from his hospital room, which explains the background noise. <coughs> this is this is my BiPAP. This is uh, what I breathe into, and I sleep with that. It covers my entire face. Tommy travels all over the world to race, so the doctors tested him for everything from hantavirus to the bubonic plague. The bubonic plague? I'm not kidding. The bubonic plague was ruled out. His doctors just couldn't figure out what was wrong with him, and they couldn't stabilize him long enough to move him to another hospital. But Tommy remained optimistic, mostly because he'd been able to keep off a ventilator. His doctors told him all of his training at high altitude had helped. But his symptoms became worse, and he knew a ventilator was not that far off. On July 16th, Tommy posted this. It was just the fear of, of having a ventilator down my throat and not, not being able to communicate how uncomfortable it was and that I needed to be sedated more. Tommy has more than 200,000 followers on Instagram, and many of them have seen these videos. One friend started the Run With Ribs initiative, where people were invited to run, hike, swim, paddle, bike, whatever, and log their miles to raise money for Tommy's medical bills. Running today in support of uh, Tommy Rivas. Team Rivas. You. He ran 11 miles to school, 11 miles back from school. The least I can do is get him there. The only thinking of your family pushed me to go get up here as fast as I could. Sending healthy fighting vibes your way. Keep fighting, Tommy. That one's for you, Riz. Oh, man. I didn't think I would ever be able to do this. Right now, I'm listening to Heart of Gold. And it starts with, I want to live. I want to give. This is for you, Tommy. Pussy family has been overwhelmed by the outpouring of support. A GoFundMe campaign has raised over half a million dollars. Tommy wants whatever's left over to go to the neighboring Navajo tribe to help fight COVID. Jake says when he and Tommy were at Brigham Young University in Hawaii, they adopted an important Hawaiian philosophy. The principle of ha, that we give our ha or our breath of life to the plants and to others. 
but in return the plants give their ha to us and that's what we are experiencing is the outpouring of this breath of life and right now um, someone who's basically dedicated his life and poured his heart and soul and breath into countless others needs our our breath it feels like you're drowning on dry ground you know I remember when I was a little kid, maybe four, I, I swam a little bit too deep and I couldn't swim and I couldn't touch the bottom and I had that sense of panic where, you know, I had, I had my head pointed completely up to where my mouth was, was up as high as I could get it and then I just sunk just a little bit lower and then I breathed in some water and, and luckily my older brother Jake was right there. Jake's been thinking a lot about all the times that Tommy has been right there for him like when Jake ran his first 100K. Yep, that's 100 kilometers, or 76 miles. And so I led the first 50K and just completely blacked out and like bear-hugged a a saguaro cactus. Tommy wasn't running on this day. He was actually nursing a compound fracture in his leg, but showed up at the halfway mark to cheer his brother on. Most of us would probably say, hey, let's call it. You look like you need a break. Not the poozies. And I got there, and this was like mile 38, and I was covered with blood, but I was still in like second place. I looked at him, and all it took was our eyes met. And he laced up his shoes, and he um, he walked. The last 50K with me, he walked and ran and encouraged me. He pulled up potato chips, and fed them to me because he knew that I was, like, (laughs) suffering from heat stroke and then going in and out of shock. The brothers have always been each other's wingman. But now Jake lives 1,400 miles away in Alberta, Canada, during a pandemic. So to not be able to help Tommy is almost too much to bear. This is my worst nightmare. I would gladly be in his shoes. I, if I could, I would. And I know just about anyone who knows him would, would prefer that it were them and not him. After three weeks at Flagstaff Medical Center, his team finally was able to stabilize him long enough to fly him safely down to a Scottsdale hospital. There, doctors diagnosed him with primary pulmonary and NKT cell lymphoma. It's a very rare, very aggressive form of cancer. Tommy was put into an induced coma with a ventilator and what's called an ECMO machine so he could get oxygen through his blood and allow the heart and lungs to rest. They also started chemotherapy. And how is he today? It's bad. It's really bad. Um, it may not get better. And it's, it's pretty daunting to accept our own mortality and when you see someone who is seemingly immortal. At the hospital, Tommy's wife, Steph, has been the only person allowed to see him because of COVID restrictions. So he's made eye contact with her and uh, he's smiled and he has shed a tear when he heard that their daughter was about ready to lose her second tooth. So hopefully that means he's, he's comprehending some of what's being said. 
Since the time of this interview, Tommy is gradually improving. He's gotten off life support, he's out of the ICU and into the oncology wing of the hospital, and he's receiving chemotherapy and preparing for a bone marrow transplant. Jake says this wouldn't be the first time that Tommy has cheated death. I've been the one resuscitating him. (laughs) We grew up running around doing a lot of stupid stuff (laughs) from the time we were little kids. Like, I've seen him come back from the dead. Honestly, I I, I can count at least at least three times I have seen him die and come back from the dead, like Lazarus style. It's that superhero part of Tommy that's enabled him to endure insanely long races in god awful conditions that gives Jake and everybody else hope that Tommy will pull through. If anyone can beat it, it's him. And his doctors feel that way, but they also know that the odds are against them and against him. Even though Tommy's lying in a hospital bed, his lungs full of disease, he's somehow galvanized a movement. And this is where the whole two lives thing comes in. He's inspired a whole community of people to not just run a little farther. The gifts that he has, extend far beyond the realms of endurance and running. From the time he was a little boy, he has always had those those kind, loving eyes that just pierce you. And he's had the ability to listen and to love and to understand and to make sure that people feel heard and that they matter. One of the basic laws of physics is the law of conservation of mass, which means that you can't create something without destroying something else, or you can't fill a void without creating another void. But love is the exception. Love is something that we can, we can share with people. And the more we share, the more it grows, and the more people feel it, and then they're able to reciprocate that back. If love is enough to save Tommy, it will. This is Two Lives. From KJZZ Original Productions, I'm Laura Morales. Next time on Two Lives, we'll meet a Navajo healthcare worker who almost died from COVID-19. I had um, like what we call a vision. It was like all white and just like a distance where there was a horse that was saddled, but the horse didn't move. It just looked at me. Listen next week to Two Lives from KJZZ Original Productions.